Left on Golden Knights. Foley's Bergeron. For Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ah, uh, Chris Gallick, Ranger's playoff beard isn't in quite well. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. <laughs> We're brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, <laughs> we've got you covered this entire season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Chris Gallick is here. He is at TD Chris G on Twitter. TD as in touchdown, and Chris as Chris. And uh, I'm at Tony Dasco on Twitter. And you could follow us on the audio side at Lockdown VGK. And Chris, how do the fans find us now on our brand spanking new YouTube channel? <laughs> uh, just simply Lockdown VGK uh, on, the U- on YouTube. That's easy. Lockdown VGK in the search bar. Subscribe, follow, like, share. Enjoy while eating some of your favorite high quality buttered popcorn. Okay, so I have to explain what the headline was all about today. So back in the day here in Las Vegas, we used to have a show on the, I think it was at Bally's, called Follies Berger. It was a show that was imported from France, and Follies, a musical, theatrical experience, if you will, from your seat, a Berger, Chris. I'm going to educate the folks here, and you as well, perhaps. I don't know. A Berger, not a Brazier. A Berger is a French armchair. So we have an owner today imported from Florida, and he has his own Berger. See where I'm going here? He has an American armchair. He will armchair the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to unpack here. Chris, I was away this weekend. I'm reading all the headlines, and I see, you know, everything ranged from Bill Foley's uh, that the team has lost its, its identity. We've talked about that. All he has to do is tune into us, and he might know what's happening with the team. And uh, fully to have more armchair input in this team's future direction. So fully said he is going to be more proactive. You know, I, you, you can't tell me that he is not a hands-on already. I feel that he meddles in everything with this team. Please prove me wrong. He is absolutely, in my estimation, a micro manager. Take it away, Mr. Berger. <laughs> Disagree, and here's why, Tony. Um, let's go back to the first year we acquired Robin Leonard. Let's go back to that off season. Uh, that was the off season where we were going to have the fifty-six game, uh, fifty-six game inter division schedule the comments uh, Flurry was as good as gone after season number three at least everybody thought they were trying to make the deals trying to make the trades and then all of a sudden Foley comes out and says well wouldn't it be nice to have two high starting caliber goaltenders because the games were going to be 
a much shorter span. A lot more back-to-backs, a lot of four-game weeks. So I honestly think Flurry may have been saved going into season number four, um, possibly by Foley. And then after season number four, I think that's where McPhee and McCrimmon convinced Foley, hey, listen, it's time to do this. This is how we're going to make this team better. So I think to not completely disagree, which is what I originally stated, Tony, I think that I will start by saying Foley tries to sit out to a degree, but then he just can't help himself when he doesn't agree with something. I don't think he ever agreed with Flurry leaving. I think we go back to Nate Schmidt after season number two leaving. That bothered Foley. Now Foley makes the comments, I think it was season four, that you know that infamous uh, elevator uh, meeting that took place with uh, Foley and Flurry, basically telling him he's going to retire here as a Golden Knights. Maybe he's got some up his sleeve for the next year or two to get him back, but long story short, yes, I do think... Foley is trying not to be too involved. That's about to change. Okay, so they say now, you know, that uh, that he's been invited to all the meetings and they take in all of his input. In all due respect, what does Bill know about hockey? Uh, what, what can he know about hockey? I mean, I think any time... You have an owner. I think it's a lot easier for an owner to play armchair general manager. You know, just like you're you're doing the off season in John Madden football or uh, NHL. Uh, you know, EA Sports. You know, you look at the free agents. You do some you do some trading along the way, and you build this powerhouse team. I think it's pretty easy for someone to sit and have that sort of effect on the team. But don't tell me Foley is sitting in the video review sessions talking about how they're going to forecheck the Washington Capitals, um, how they're going to defend the power play against the San Jose Sharks, what type of pressure they're going to put, if they're going to cycle against this team, if they're going to shoot against that team. I don't know if any owner is involved in those discussions. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, I'm not involved in anything outside of the Golden Knights, but I could imagine they have a much better line of communication with the general manager than they do the coaching staff. So I have to, you know, pose this question as well. So Foley's Berger said that he didn't want the Dodonoff trade to go down. So how many more chances then will Kelly McCrimmon be given? That's, that's, that's what I don't understand, Tony. And I want to go back to a quote that I read over the weekend here. I say we're going to be a team now that we're, Ready, aim, fire, not ready, fire, aim. And I think there's a lot of weight behind a statement like that. You saw the meeting between McCrimmon and Foley, and Foley says they have a good line of communication, but Foley is getting involved because of deals that have been made, starting with Flurry, starting with Schmitz, starting with Dodonoff. And I don't understand how Foley can want to be more involved with the deals while keeping the person. He, he's just telling McCrimmon, hey, listen, here's your leash, and it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And like, if that's Agreed. the case, why not just move on? Why not just move on and bring on a general manager that 
you can even have an even shorter leash on. Like that that's something that's hard for me to stomach as a VGK fan. And where does DeBoer fit in all this? We'll talk about that later, of course. Yeah, and I felt that, you know, we talked about this team losing its swagger, so to speak. They've lost their personality. And now again, like who is to blame? There might be some finger pointing. I don't think there's great communication at the end of the day in this organization in the front office. It has to be a major issue there as far as communicating. And if Foley steps in and just clears up and cleans up the way that they communicate and they change and make changes there, then I think that they have a chance to be successful. But if he's meddling in all the personnel decisions, I would have to say hands off. I think about two owners who are very hands-on. Uh, let's start with Mark Cuban. Who wouldn't love Mark Cuban to be the owner of their team? He's fun. He's energetic. He sits courtside. He charges the court and yells at the referees when he's not happy. Makes a comment that referees couldn't run a Dairy Queen. So what does he do? He goes and runs a Dairy Queen for the day and raises all this money for charity. On the other side of that, Jerry Jones. Who would want someone like Jerry Jones to be the owner of their team. Also the general manager. I mean, how can you not have an emotional connection? Literally, when you're the one signing the paycheck and offering the payment for how much you're worth, it's just, there's way too many things happening there. So if Foley takes more of a happy-go-lucky type route like Mark Cuban, I mean, it could be interesting. I do like the comments about cleaning up the communication and taking that more of a director-type role instead of the owner-type role, basically eliminating the director. So you have the owner who talks to the director, a director who talks to the managers, and all of that. So you have all this interference along the way. So now Foley is going to come right down and say, hey, here's how we talk, here's how he communicates. And that could help improve things a little bit. I don't mind Foley setting measurables. I don't mind Foley wanting to improve things um you don't want him to be too hands-on because he is not a hockey expert he is a businessman a very successful businessman very profitable not just in hockey but many 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 other aspects of life so hire what you're paying your experts seven figures to do let them do their job sure you can have some inputs but at the end of the day, if you have a good line of communication with Kelly McCrimmon, if you trust Kelly McCrimmon, I don't trust Kelly McCrimmon. If you trust Kelly McCrimmon, then let him do his job because that's why you hired him. Otherwise, send him packing and find someone else. Yeah, I don't like uh, McCrimmon coming back again when we return about McCrimmon coming back for another year as the general manager. Will this organization exfoliate? You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Oh, Tony. <laughs> Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for, for all of your sports betting needs. I had a lot of time in the airplane to think of this. For all your sports betting needs and sports information, Chris, final, uh, you can feel all the odds I show you, latest odds and sports developments. I've got typos everywhere, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, all the MMA action. And even next season's NFL futures. Plus, of course, NHL information that you need for the playoffs. You know they have Colorado currently online at minus 20,000 to 1. 
to win their series over Nashville. It's at one to two hundred dollars, right? Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports needs, all your information from live betting to playoffs, East, much, much more. Just head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends at action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Hold the presses. Chris, what were you doing on social media for the Henderson Silk Knights, or as I call them, the Green Valley Gallants? Green Valley Gallants, wow. We had, we had a fun weekend, Tony. Um, you know, shout out, to, I think, first of all, before we talk about the picture you're going to refer to, um, but shout out to the Silver Knights for putting on a fun little party over at McKenzie uh, River inside a lifeguard arena. There was a watch party Friday night for what turned out to be the final game of the season for the Knights organization as a whole, I guess you can call it. But fun party. You had the Jesters there. You had Lady Elaine. Uh, Lucky was playing tic-tac-toe with my kids. Um, the town crier was there. No, so much fun. No, so much fun. No, no, no. No town crier. I'm not going to any party. I love the, the town, town crier. crier. He's awesome. And he, and he can favorite. skate. He plays hockey. He's hockey, okay. Tony. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. All right. I want to talk about Kelly McCrimmon and the <laughs> fact now that Bill Foley gave McFibbing, as I had on our rundown, McFibbing an extra year. Uh, do you know, do you want to know who saved his job? Jack Eichel saved Kelly McCrimmon's job because we saw McCrimmon, he went all in on Jack Eichel. I think of Eichel and VGK is successful. McCrimmon stays for a long time right here in Vegas. I guess you can say Eichel saved his job, but Eichel still also has not been to the playoffs. Eichel is supposed to be the savior of the season. And if we want to go with later. Yeah, but I mean, come deeper. on, he's off of an amazing surgery and injury mm-hmm. and out of hockey for a year. I think he had a respectable season. They'd have to give him a decent grade, even though he faded a little bit towards the end. I think the guy's a mega superstar who's going to develop into the team leader. He'll be the top scorer next season for the VGK. I'm not judging him based on now. I'm not at all saying anything bad about Eichel. The only uh, challenge I'm offering is will will Eichel turn out to be McCrimmon's savior? This season, the answer is no. Look at how Tuck and Peyton Krebs did, for starters, which also would have kept some salary cap space. you know. But again, we can't go backwards. That's not what we're doing. Um, Long-term, absolutely. Me and you... 100% agree on what Eichel can be. He is the difference maker. I have for a long time said, and even go back to season one, Tony, I guess James Neal scored a lot of big, timely goals. But James Neal was not the type of person who could put the team on his back and just go. James Neal was not he didn't like start playing behind here. Arnett. He didn't like What's playing that? here either, did he? He didn't like playing in Las Vegas. I, I don't believe either. There's so they went away. There are some conflicting stories there. His uh, significant other was mentioning something about a salary offer and such. I remember a little bit about that. I think he kind of wanted to stay, but 
at the same deal, I think he left for like 500000 more or something like that. So he didn't like it that much if half a million dollars of tax-free or less taxed money is why he left. Right. So when the 21-22 season in a barrel at Lake Mead, okay, when it resurfaces so 40 so years, so when, it re- <laughs> when it resurfaces 40 years plus later, whose fingerprints will be buried inside of that barrel with the dead power play also inside? It has to be Kelly McCrimmon. Is McCrimmon himself sustainable? Is McCrimmon sustainable is the question. And if my only answers are yes and no, it's it's no. I mean, if that's the only choices, if I can give, give McCrimmon a vote of confidence right now, um, I would not offer a vote of confidence. And I believe we have a poll up on our Twitter handle that supports right. the same uh, the same notion. Um, the jury is still out, though, Tony. I mean, there is a plan in place that... Foley is buying into. Foley's going to watch that plan a little bit closer now, as he himself has stated. But there is a plan in place that hopefully will lead to a, a Stanley Cup parade down Las Vegas Boulevard about you know 13 months from this moment. It starts with Jack Eichel. He'll be the first one holding the cup, and then who knows who the goaltender would be and uh, the supporting cast around him. But that is what Foley is buying into, the plan that McCrimmon and also McPhee are putting in motion. This plan might be taking some twists and turns this week, as there's a lot of news. Um, There has not been any news about Pete DeBoer. Uh, Foley was pretty fast to give McCrimmon his vote of returning. I'm not going to say, I will not call that a vote of confidence. I will call it a vote of, I will pay you another year to do your job and we'll, we'll reassess. But now, now we're we'll going talk, on. Yeah, yeah we'll talk on, more about DeBoer later on. But I, I have to ask you this, though. So moving forward, right? How mm-hmm. can you, how can you your job? I have to see both ends of this, right? If you mm-hmm. are McCrimmon and McPhee, how do you do your job on a daily basis with Bill Foley micromanaging you? He will micromanage them. And I still believe he's got more input than he shows on the surface. And then, you know, who is to blame for, from this point uh, moving forward? Will Bill Foley be the one that vetoes deals? Like, how much input will he have? How much more can that disrupt the front office? So a shout-out to a couple of my uh, former directors here, and I'm going to make sure I, I tread a bit carefully here. A uh, lifetime friend got me to where I was as far as a professional in the corporate world, uh, Frank Kunovic. And then another super, super good friend who succeeded Frank Kunovic as my boss, Bill Sattler. Frank wanted to be on all the emails, all the happenings of uh, the department that I ran. He didn't want to jump in and necessarily, you know, micromanage things, but he wanted to see what was happening. If Frank saw something, he would jump in. Bill Sattler was, was different. Bill Sattler took the approach of, I don't need to be on all these emails. We can talk about you know, what's happening in the department, you know, on a frequent basis, but he didn't need to be on all the emails to see exactly what was happening. So two different leaders both got me to the right place in my professional uh, career when I was uh, working on the strip in the poker rooms. 
how that relates to what you're saying now, I think Bill Foley just said, CC me on all the damn emails. And uh, if you're going to make a big move, like if you're going to ship Marc-Andre Fleury out of here, it's going to require a couple approvals and maybe submit a job rec and stuff like that that I have to sign off on. But if you want to ship Keegan Colasar out of here for a seventh round pick, I don't need to be on that email necessarily. Okay, well, I still like we go to the Donoff, and that just happened recently, and that was just a major fiasco. And he comes out and says, I wasn't in favor of that deal, but I approved it anyway. Uh, there's a lot going on in that front office, even more that's on the surface. And there, to, to me, there's just a lot of pointing. And if that continues, this, this organization will not move forward. They could have the best players in the world. But if they're not communicating at that top level, and there's just three of them, right, you know, plus coach, if they can't communicate and if they can't figure a way to figure out this puzzle, so to speak, then they're not going to move forward. It will not be a Stanley Cup team. McCrimmon won't come close to a sniff. Eichel won't come cl- close to a sniff. Some won't even no, – okay, I'm not going to go into that. But in any event – those t- holy trinity right there in the front office have got to figure it out and it's just the, again is this another smoke screen for the media you know hey i'll take a blame just blame blame me you know if, if you're McCrimmon, right when he's talking to the media uh if foley's talking to the media i i don't like i don't it does not pass the smell t- uh, test to me does not does not We've always been a cat family, Tony, and every now and then your cat gets a little boring. I mean, they're cats. Face it, they nap for 18 hours a day. Cats are boring animals. They're fun, but you give a cat some catnip every now and then, and they get all frisky and do funny things, and they're fun to watch. I think you had some catnip on your plane, Tony. You're real frisky today. You're you're fun. I've got a frisky. You're you're, you're showing some some different stuff here. I, I'm I'm digging it right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I had to go deep, you know, toolbox myself. And I just want, I hope I pass my KPIs for the show. Oh, you uh, coming up ah, next. Oh, hurts. <laughs> hurts. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz is fired by Lou Lamorello in New York. Could his next stop be here in Las Vegas? A lot of chatter on social media today. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Summer is coming. And with summer, you are going to need some food on the go. Built bars are the perfect snack snack for you to take for you and your family on vacation just throw them in the bags in your kids backpacks anywhere in your hockey bag chris make sure that everyone has a bar so they are fueled for all these summer adventures the best part of build bars they're healthy they are very delicious no more sacrificing deliciousness for health okay and build bar you can have both it's very easy all you have to do is go to built.com and order now all built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built Bar, you can definitely eat You can enjoy doing it. And have you tried those Puffs that we just alluded to? We're going easy for the Puffs. Absolutely crazy. This is the summer of Puffs coming up. They come in crazy flavors too. Banana cream pie. That's your favorite, Chris. Churro. And churro. Yep, churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a stinking churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. I don't drink. I wasn't drinking on the plane. Trust me. <laughs> if that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to go with the mixed packaging, the mixed box that comes with 12 flavors. 
a long hops in there too. And my favorite flavor is the banana cream pie or, or whatever that is. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, so uh, you can compare uh, anything uh, as far as a candy bar goes, um, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs to a built bar. Banana cream pie is my favorite. Chris, I think he likes the chocolate. Just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you can get 15% off on your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NHL game. There's analysis from all of our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick. You can see us right here on the screen. And, uh, Chris, let's talk about who will be behind the VGK bench when the scene faces off next October. Uh, will it be Pete DeBoer? He had his meeting on Friday. Again, silence is golden. Silence is golden nights. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon had the meeting with Pete DeBoer, and we heard crickets. We heard absolute crickets. And today, Lou Lamorello fires Barry Trotz in New York, and that stirred up a lot of conversation on social media. Does VGK make a move on a shiny retread toy? Or is it kind of <laughs> dull retread toy? Whatever it is. Oh, they don't go after the shiny new toy. Nah, not a chance. Barry Trotz is out there. Does VGK make a play? Trotz definitely is the shiny new toy, and the comment was made about VGK not going after every shiny new toy in uh, the locker cleanout day, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The most interesting thing that I do see right now, Tony, is that McCrimmon did come out and, excuse me, Foley did come out and give Foley his, his vote of confidence that he's returning. Not necessarily a vote of confidence, but... McCrimmon's coming back. We have a good line of communication, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Friday, Thursday, sometime very recently, there was a discussion between DeBoer, McCrimmon, Foley, McPhee, however that whole thing shook out, and there has not been anything yet. So one would have to think that the, at the time, the Golden Knights were considering kicking the tires a little bit to see what's out there. Not necessarily saying... DeBoer is not coming back or coming back. Just let's let's take the weekend. Let's think things over. Let's see what happens. And I don't think anyone in the hockey landscape, at least at our level, thought Barry Trotz was coming out. I don't believe there's anything ill happening um, with the Islanders and between him. He had a very solid record, playoff success. And you look at the Metro, you look at the East, it's absolutely stacked. It is absolutely stacked out there and yes they have they have high um high goals high objectives they want them to compete for a stanley cup and this was not the year for that why was why would trots be the fallout that's a very good question i don't follow the islanders maybe we can get a if uh, we do get trots our way first thing we can do is a crossover with the the lockdown uh, Islanders team that would be really be a lot of fun actually yeah um, that would be awesome but, yeah, I'll, I'll take like Trotz. Trotz. He's a Stanley Cup winner. I like him. I'd have to shave because he doesn't like the beards, you know, so I'll have to shave there. But He's got you know, the Islanders, 
I don't think uh, the players could have beards. I thought that that was one of their um, initiatives there. But the Yankees. Well, okay, both the <laughs> New York teams. The Isles really, they could have had as many excuses season as VGK. Um, I don't remember, though. I don't remember, in reflecting back on the season, I don't remember hearing Barry Trotz complaining an awful lot about, about the Islanders. Um, I thought their first 10 games on the road as their new arena was being 13, constructed. I think. I think it was 13. Oh, 13? Okay, it was 13 games. Yeah. yeah. Okay, more than 10, less than whatever it was. Okay, and but Lou Lamorello fires trots, you know, and they also had, you know, that they had COVID issues. Remember this season? They had a lot of players out due to COVID, but I never heard them squawk to you. You? I, I didn't. I like Barry Trotz as a coach. He's more of a defensive-oriented coach, as yes. one of my followers on Twitter had po- pointed out today. Is there still a fit? And so, so is there a fit? Number one, number two, uh, Trotz might have his sights set on being general manager. He'll fully move too soon. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I don't know if Trotz or who was on the radar, if they are going to move on from DeBoer. You have to assume this point, tires are being kicked. They have a board, if you will, of possible candidates to potentially succeed DeBoer. But going back to the Islanders, not just this year, but you know, from, the, from playing in the Barclays Center, then going back to the... And by the way, folks, if you want to, want a trip, just go, go on YouTube or just simply Google the sight lines for the NHL games at the Barclays Center, that place was not built with hockey in mind whatsoever. No, there was a car in the zone, right there in the end zone. They have a car. Yeah, it's, it's, it was inside the arena. It, it was down in the, it was in the corner down there, but it was, it was, it was terrible. And so that's another thing they got to play through. Then they go back to the, the, is it Richmond Coliseum? I'm not sure if that's the, the name, but. No, Long Island, Long the, Island Coliseum, the Nassau Long County Island. Coliseum. Yep. Okay. On Long Island. Which, and, amazing and environment. Belmont Park. Yeah. Not a Belmont Park. Yeah. The, the racetrack. So you look at Where what they're they going to be 80 to one long shots next season, I think. <laughs> hey, I mean, where have we seen that before? My wife was, was trying to get me to go make a bet on the Derby. I couldn't get it going on um, on my phone in time. Didn't have enough time to make it to the casino. But she wanted like 100 bucks across on that 80 to one shot. So, I mean, who needs three <laughs> grand? Whatever. I'm a little salty about that still, but. Uh, yeah, you're, seriously, did the eighty to one shot? Yeah, <laughs> she did, she did. But it was like literally like six or seven minutes to post. It was literally six or seven minutes to post. I live pretty close uh-huh. to Fiesta, which is unfortunately closed right now. Um, closed. I could have tried to make it down there, but you know, oh well. Um, but uh, so, so do you think that you think that Trotz in play? There will be conversations. There have Trotz is a hundred percent in play. A hundred percent. Whether he wants more power. Um, who knows? I mean, uh, he, uh, there is a weird side to Trotz, or maybe it was the Capitals at the time, which were not under McPhee's leadership. Uh, when they won the Stanley Cup, boom, Trotz is out like two days later. Like, that was that was kind of strange. So maybe there is a little more. Maybe there is some baggage around him. Maybe he simply wanted to get paid. And, you know, I think the Islanders, didn't they go to the conference finals the last two seasons prior? Yeah, no, it was tremendous. And again, they just had all sorts of bad luck this past season, you know, because yeah. I follow them from afar and you know, same division, obviously, an arrival of the Rangers. And, you know, I'm just wondering, so 
Uh, from what I understand, Chris, we've got uh, Trotz now that has one year remaining on his contract at $4 million. And again, someone also pointed out on my Twitter feed today that I was reading very, very fast on the plane uh, coming back to Vegas. Uh, not a lot of wind today, I might add. Uh, but one year remaining at four million. But someone someone did point out it doesn't go against the salary cap. So uh, so that's good news for VGK. Uh, but that's something that they could absorb, I'm sure, and then try to extend him. Or or here's an interesting play that I thought about. Well, all sorts of time on my hands. I thought that maybe they sign him, you know, for the one year deal, and he's the next GM here in Las Vegas. Maybe Think about that. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I've never known Trotz outside of his coaching ability. I don't know if he, he's just trying to get more power right now. Just something I look at Trotz and let's look at Trotz, Gallant, and Dobor for a minute. Dobor, excuse me. I don't feel Dobor gets more out of his players. Look at the roster he had. Yes, injuries, fine, whatever. But I don't know if Dobor is necessarily as a result of either the system or his leadership, I don't know if he's making our middle of the road line three, line late line two, upper line four players that much better. Gerard Gallant did. He had an entire team of line two, line threes, line fours, and he got maximum value out of each and every single player, including my new favorite, Ryan Reeves. Go figure. Um, I don't, and, and looking at, at Trotz as well, Trotz, sure. You got a Vechkin Oshi and you got some, you know, Kuznetsov, you got some amazing talent to work with, but that top level talent is not enough to get you there. And he develops the second and third and fourth line. The Islanders teams on paper, they were good. They weren't the Penguins. They weren't, you know, the Capitals. They weren't the Lightning. They weren't all these big time teams. But he got them deep and had some very high success. So it will be interesting to see what someone like Trotz could do with our line three fringe players and how he can get them to take that step up to alleviate some of the pressure from the line ones and line line twos. Yeah, and back, you know, in Washington, uh, McPhee was out. Adam Oates, I think, was the head coach. He was out. And then Brian McClellan came in. Um, and then Barry Trotz, who had previously been with the Predators, I think, for more than a dozen years. And then, you know, he became the new head coach. And the rest, as we know, is history. But mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. We'll be following this story. I'll, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's an interesting time here. But nothing on Pete DeBoer. And this is not golden right now for VGK. Uh, there's a lot of stirring going on. You have to believe there's got to be something happening behind the scenes or Bill Foley would have came out already. I feel, I feel personally and said, Pete DeBoer is our head coach, but, and also too, Chris, Chris, what about like, I mean, there's so much meddling. If they continue, if the front office continues to play around with the salary cap, because they've done it two years in a row, folks, don't give them, you know, a break from last year against Colorado. Do not, okay, when they only suited 15 players. How can any head coach deal with those shenanigans in a front office? So something has to give across the board. There's so many factors that go into this, Tony, so much stress that you and I will never 
feel in those types of environments. Um, and it's hard to even wrap our head around things and then saying, hey, go get them with two or three less rostered players or go get them with a defenseman. You can just toss in it forward and we'll, we'll just kind of see how this goes. Um, Got to roll four lines. Fine, folks. It's a four-line team. Got to roll got the four. ability to roll. Definitely the ability to roll four lines. No doubt. You have to have the ability. You're going to double shift every now and then, but when you need it, it has to be there. Uh, interesting stat I remember reading about McPhee. Right after Gallant was fired, uh, someone looked at uh, McPhee's coaching history, coaches that he had hired. Average tenure was about two and a half years. Gallant, two and a half years gone. DeBoer, I know it's not Gallant's, or I know it's not McPhee's team as much as McCrimmon's now, but he's still a voice. Um, Gallant's, or excuse me, DeBoer is at two and a half years right now. So if uh, we're in a town where people love looking at betting trends and odds and stuff like that, so if the odds dictate, I think uh, a move is coming very soon about DeBoer. I could see it happening as quick as Gallant, where in the morning, wake up, Gallant is gone. Half hour later, here's DeBoer. I could see the same thing happening as soon as end of day today, tomorrow, Wednesday. I could see a 30-minute window from DeBoer gone, new coach, possibly Trotson. I could see it happening that fast. And fans, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, a trio of the Knights are going to be representing Canada at the 2022 World Championship. We'll keep our eyes out for anything that happens with Pete DeBoer and much, much more. Have it locked right here on Locked in VGK. And thanks for making Locked on Golden Knights your very first listen each and every day. And for your second listen, check out Locked on NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news, all the opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. For my man, Chris Gall, I'm pointing you out there because now I can see you right there on our screen. <laughs> Tony Cardasco, we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.